Filled with Internal Podcast is back, everybody. Um, this is episode, I don't know, just like the last one that we recorded, I don't know, 20-something. It doesn't matter. I, it doesn't matter, according to Alex. This is evergreen content. Evergreen okay. content. As always, I'm the host of this shit show, Aaron Witt, joined by... Alex Horton. Howdy. Alex Horton, the much more professional side of, of this podcast. That's a stretch. <laughs> more professional, maybe not much more, but... I'm less worse. Is that that's a phrase we use today? That's, that's what we use today in another episode. Yeah, we are on episode three that we recorded today. Very big podcasting day. Uh, this podcast, very exciting stuff because we are initiating a new weekly podcast, the yeah. internal podcast, and that is uh, an opportunity to answer your questions, which we're very, very, very excited about. So Alex will be sending the entire team a uh, an email, a note, whatever it may be, asking for your questions weekly. Mm-hmm. Feel free to message Alex at any time if you have any kind of question. And I am sincere about this when I say there is nothing off the table. Absolutely nothing off the table. If you don't, if you want it to be totally anonymous, tell Alex that. Alex is not telling me who is sending me these, who is sending these questions in. I am not. Although... I might tell you who sent one of these questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he, so, he'd probably be cool with that. Yeah, so so if you want if you want some name recognition, a little shout out, at, sure. we're happy to do it. This but, person definitely wants that. So. Yeah, but but if you, I mean, <laughs> you can really get into the weeds here. That's why I want this podcast. I don't want it to be like, oh, so, you know, how is everything going, Aaron? I want it to be like, hey, what's 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 with you and Alex? Man, like, why why like what what's with you guys? I don't know. I, I love that kind of question where it's like, well, I, it, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I think we're fine, but maybe maybe there's some perceived tension between us that other people. Uh, it's man. all part of professional podcasting. Okay, yeah. it's just an act. You need to create some tension yep. to get people along. There has to be conflict in a good story. It's like The Bachelor. Okay. Yes. You got to create and edit these tensions just to get people to watch. And their problem is, it's only getting wilder. So they just have to keep. Stepping it up. From what I've heard, it's the most dramatic season yet. That's what they say every year. I don't know. I feel like yeah, they've used that line before. Um. So yeah. So so this is it's it's Alex is the buffer here. Um, going to our values, transparency wins. Huge believer in that. And maybe this gets uncomfortable. Maybe not. I don't know where this is going to go. But I'm very excited about it. So if you want to be totally anonymous, send it to Alex. I will never see who it's coming from ever. Going to trust. We just had a podcast about trust. You know, the trust between you and Alex is, you know, hey, I'm I'm not going to share this with Aaron, and we'll answer the questions. And this will be every single week because we're going to be yeah. tacking it on to our already weekly Monday episodes for Dirt Talk. I just want to edit podcasts full time. That's all I'm going to do. It's going to be great. Yes, but you're you're probably becoming faster at it. I am actually. I f- I feel like I'm. And a lot of times I can fly through it in a way that I feel really confident in and not like hopefully I got it all. And there's, there's for these, there's not much editing. There's not? No. Um, all right. So first question. This is anonymous. I don't know who it's from. Well, you don't know who it's from. Great. As we grow into a very large company slash group of companies, how do we keep BuildWit from becoming a corporate environment slash corporate culture slash office culture, et cetera? Yeah. Um, uh, we do that by a lot of hard work. So one, having our values 
is really important because we have a North Star as far as how we act and think as an organization. And if we stay true to those, we'll at least stay somewhat grounded. Um, people like, you know, Jake Schmidtline bringing in a, a chief people officer to really manage the the people component of our business and um, to, to manage growing individuals and manage our culture is extremely important. Um, that's, you know, I, I think to not we're always going to be pulled in that direction. And as long as we're deliberate about pulling back and putting in the work to make sure our culture is extraordinary, I think we'll be fine. So yeah, we'll become much and much bigger. And yeah, there's going to be all these complexities that we can't foresee right now. But as long as we don't forget why we're here, our mission, as long as we don't forget the common set of beliefs and values we all share, as individuals and as a business, our values, as long as we don't forget about our service to the dirt world and the humility that comes with understanding that we're here to make the dirt world a better place, serve our partners, serve everybody out in the field, serve society by giving people infrastructure. I don't think we'll head in that direction. And um, going to rules, policies, all of that, if we create a really rock solid culture now and are deliberate about fostering it, as time goes on and we can trust one another and we can do, do what's right and we can make decisions, we're not going to need to layer on all these policies, all this control. And, and so I don't foresee any of these, you know, like not having PTO policy right now. I don't foresee that changing even if we're a thousand people mm -hmm. or, uh, you know, there's, there's, there's a lot of rules that I've put into place currently or, non-rules that I've put into non place rules. currently designing the organization to still function highly at a much larger scale. Mm -hmm. So I think now that we, because we know where we're headed, I think we'll be able to be very intentional about our culture and not get to that bullshit corporate environment. And then going to equity too. It's, it's, I haven't, um, I haven't lobbed off equity for a reason yeah. because I want to keep the vision and the business and the culture intact. I don't want anybody else coming in and jeopardizing that. So it's not up to anybody else. It's up to us to make sure that we don't become that corporate monster. And I'll be the first to say, I don't want to fucking work at a company like that. I've worked for those companies. It sucks. You have all these rules. You can't even, you can't even, uh, I, you can't do anything without asking permission or, or anything like that. I just don't foresee us heading in that direction. Are mm -hmm. we going to need more process? Absolutely. Are we going to need to do things that we didn't need to do prior to stay organized? Absolutely. But that doesn't mean we have to become this enormous corporate corporation either. At this point, it's become pretty important to track all your receipts and make sure you match those receipts in the Amex app. But like even at the beginning of this business, that wasn't really happening, at least to that scale. No. It's sort of like, just don't lose them. Yes. We'll figure it out. And there's stuff we can't get away from. Yeah. It's like, do I think the receipt thing is totally stupid? I absolutely think it's totally stupid. It's definitely annoying. It's very annoying. And yet it's 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 a legal requirement. Like yeah. it's it, we just have to play within the bounds of the law a lot <laughs> of times. And and so we're we are gonna have to do things like that, but is having a vacation policy a legal requirement? No, it's not. 
So why don't we just trust people to do the right thing, define the parameters up front, and then trust people to do the right thing? I don't see that changing. So I don't worry about it. I'm not, I think we don't need to worry about it, but we just need to be, we need to be diligent about really building out our culture, fostering our culture and constantly pulling away from that force that's just drawing us closer and closer to more control, more rules. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, I can do so much from the head of the organization's perspective, but as we grow, it'll be people like Lori and Benjamin that they, you know, or another leaders, you know, anybody really at the company, there, there will be the, the temptation to create more rules and more control. And, and so it's not just me, it's not just Dan, it's really going to become everybody. Everybody's going to need to make a constant effort to foster our culture. And mm-hmm. even, even with, you know, chief people officer, that doesn't mean we're golden. That doesn't mean it's all Jake's responsibility. He's just there to make sure that that we're focused on it, but it's everybody's responsibility. I want to expand on something you said, or just take it one step further. You said um, we want to uh, continue to create the culture that we've been working on. We want to foster that culture. I also want to add to that. We want to protect that. Yeah, I, I think, and I think that's where it is everybody's responsibility. Yeah, we we have a good thing going, and yeah. and and. We need to protect it, but also it's a dichotomy. You know, we can invite other people into our organization that might challenge what we believe in. And we need to be smart enough to actually sit there and think, do they have, do they, is this a valid point? And if it's not, why is it not? Or mm-hmm. maybe, maybe they do have a valid point. Maybe this is a, a new direction for our business because we have a good thing going, but a culture is, it's intangible, it's ever changing, and it's ever growing. And, and so when you're growing, you're taking ideas that you used to believe in and challenging them. And maybe they don't fit you anymore, especially just as the organization grows. Yeah. And maybe, hey, this doesn't serve us anymore. Let's throw it out and let's let's maybe go in a different direction. So it's, it's a constant, it's going to be a constant um, back and forth between protecting what we have going and also challenging ourselves. To see if we can do it even better. I think that's why the company values have to be at least a little bit um, living. It's all it's all living. Is that we we've and I've spoken to this before that I don't I don't think you get to pick what your company values are. I think that that, that already exists. You have to um, identify what your company values are. Correct. But beyond that, I think you're right. Like there is something about as the company grows. Um, some of our values might shift. I mean, hopefully that's just for the better. And I say that hopefully from just an employee, but also from you down that we might decide there's a, another value that has reared its head that really speaks to the kind of team we're trying to build, the kind of company we're trying to build, how we accomplish our mission. And I think that that's where company values can can and should be malleable is that Yes. Oh, here's actually how that serves us. Here's how that, that's why we've identified this as a value, not like something we made up or found on a list on Pinterest or something, you know, like that don't really apply to us. It's all stuff that we've identified in our company that's already happening. Well, and um, they can just become applied differently. Yeah. I mean, a company that's 100 people is a totally different company than it was when it was 30 people. But that, that's a good thing. 
And you're going to be applying making decisions at a different level when the company's three times the size. And, and you know, like, uh, like make decisions, going to that for an example. You might be the one currently making a lot of the decisions as a, a individual or, you know, you're an intern or, or you know, you're entry level and, and you're just trying to make these small decisions and then you grow and you start to make bigger and bigger decisions and then you become a leader. And now instead of making decisions, now you're teaching other people how to make decisions. So now you have to make the decision to constantly not make the decision for that other person and to teach them how to make the decisions. So now you're, yeah, like I get the whole make decisions thing. I've been doing it. I'm good at it. But now I need to apply it because of the growth of the business and, and the growth of me as an individual differently. Now it's more about how I teach other people to make decisions. How do I empower other people to make decisions? And it's a totally different conversation. Same principle though. And it's like, you know, our, our values aren't rooted in the Bible, but the Bible is a good example of a set of principles, right? You know, you have your value. They're, they're just values. And, and, and in its most basic form, like you have 10 commandments. Mm-hmm. I believe if you set those principles in an intelligent manner or you go to our constitution, that's another set of values, essentially. They, they stand the test of time. You know, don't kill people is, is a pretty solid value in 2021, I would say. It's still big. It's, it's fair, yes. I, I think that's more than fair. And it was fair, uh, you know, long ago. Yeah. Or, or, you know, constitution. Hey, freedom of speech is pretty important. That was hundreds of years ago. I would say it's pretty damn important right now too. I, yeah, I think that's, that's a pretty good place to start. And that's the, that's the premise of any good democracy is the freedom of ideas and expressions and speech. So, okay, that, that's great. Um, so I don't foresee the values themselves like physically changing all that much, but how they move within our business, I think is really going to be the big change and how they're applied is going to be the big change. Yeah. Love it. So that's, it's a, that's a great question. And that's something I think about all the time. How do we foster, nurture what we have going right now? Because what we have going is pretty fucking cool and pretty fucking special. And we're doing good stuff now and are growing to do even better stuff later. Exactly. Yeah. How do we take what we're doing and make it even better is the question. And that's the exciting thing too. Sick. All right. uh, Second question. I'm just thinking about how I can now I come up with any question I want and I could just say it's anonymous. I I, I wouldn't know. You yeah. wouldn't know. Yeah. So feel free. And you're you're not uh excluded from it's this. True. Feel it's free. true. Feel free. I don't even have to fake it. I can just say this one's from me. Um well this question is not from me. This question is from Benjamin Holmgren. Mm. Of course he would send in a question on the first one. Of course he did. That guy. Um he's also was kind to me in his email. So that's why he gets the uh, the final spot. I'm just kidding. That doesn't really matter. However, pretty good question. Um, can Aaron share with the team his broader vision for BuildWit? Let's say five, 10 years out. There are many newer folks who haven't had the pleasure of hearing the specifics of the big vision. I think they would love to know what's possible for BuildWit and more importantly, their role and stake in that future. Benjamin Holmgren. Well... We have about 10 or 15 minutes because I need to go to physical therapy and I don't know if that's enough time. But the, 
Okay. So, so to, to back it up, society, society needs the dirt world. We provide food, water, and shelter. The dirt world needs people. Everything revolves around people. The dirt world is struggling to find those people. So we are creating a series of businesses that attract those people and make those people even better so that they can build the infrastructure society needs to then create the lives for everybody else that they want to live. Pretty simple. Now, within that space, this is an industry that does hundreds of billions of dollars. And every look, look around you, everything is infrastructure. The world in which we operate, it's a very small little niche to most people. But at the same time, nothing happens without infrastructure. It's not going away. You're not going to go automate it. You're not going to go outsource it. You're not going to go create some amazing technology that's going to do it all in a computer. It's the physical world and it's not going away. And the United States is becoming, you know, coming up on a replacement cycle. So even if we've built this grand bridge, well, we're going to have to go replace that bridge. Golden Gate, Golden Gate's beautiful, right? But the thing's rusting. It's sitting in the middle of the ocean. Salt's not very good for metal. That thing's going to need to be replaced one day. All infrastructure will eventually need to be replaced one day. That's what we do. So the opportunity for BuildWit is anywhere in which we can get more people into this industry and improve those people. So right now it's, it's at our partner level, which is through storytelling, you know, telling the stories of, of our partners, of these blue collar folks to change perceptions and to inspire people to join the industry. It's in recruiting, consulting, you know, helping them operate their businesses better, make more money, hire more people, how to find those great people, offer them better careers, so on and so forth. It's at the leadership level. How do we take these future leaders of the industry and make them even better and more effective? How, how do we give them, equip them with the tools they need to go create a better dirt world? And at that top level, how do we help the, the dirt world tell its story more effectively as a whole? How do we help people communicate with one another? How do we help companies tell their stories on a much broader scale without having to hire BuildWit to do it if we're only restricted to 50 companies? How do we get all the companies, mm -hmm. tens of thousands of companies in one place to preach about how amazing this industry is. And beyond that, there's a lot of other opportunity when it comes to equipment training. I want you know, a training facility. There's uh, venture capital opportunities. Why, why couldn't we go invest in construction companies and offer our tools to them beyond just capital? What are the uh, areas of opportunity from an environmental standpoint that's only becoming more and more common and important? How do we protect and foster the environment while still creating the infrastructure society needs. Those two don't have to be opposites. They can go hand in hand. And how can we help make that happen? And so there's there's endless business ideas around the concept of making the dirt world a better place. And that's what we want to do. And so even if you're, the cool thing is, even if you're in the you know creative space and you want to be in the creative space for 20 years and then, hey, I, you know, I'm just in a different place in my life and maybe I want to try something new. Well, why don't you go work for consulting? Or why don't you go over to the leadership platform and teach about the creative side? Why, why? There's so many opportunities within this one business for anybody here. And, you know, Dan and I, we've got to a point where all of this is really just, we're just limited by our imagination. That's it. So 
it sounds so ridiculous, but there's nothing's off the table right now. And we just went from within a month, just to give you an example, we just went for a month of Dan going and saying, hey, we should probably create some kind of product that teaches people to be better leaders. The next week, what if we talk to Jocko in Echelon Front to we have, I'm going out to, to spend two days with Jocko in June and then we're launching our leadership platform with Jocko and I'll be with him in person in San Diego after the 4th of July to kick it off. That was one of the to- the instances during the call where I went, oh shit. That's, it's fucking insane. And yet we did that in a month's time. There's nothing off the table here. And just from a dollar's perspective, I don't see why if we go help a help an industry that society could not live without, that is as essential as it gets, that does hundreds of billions of dollars, become more successful and become more sustainable and more profitable and serve society even better. Why can't we take a small percentage of that? Why can't we go generate 10 figures of value plus for ourselves? Why not? There's nothing stopping us. There's nothing stopping us. Um, I think that my journey in BuildWit is an interesting corollary to the broader vision when you're speaking about um, we're only limited by our, our imagination and you know you can be in this one place at one point for a while and decide to go to this other section of the company because I don't think everyone knows this, but I came onto the team as a web developer. I was a web developer for BuildWit for a year. Yeah. Um, I think by the time Shay came on full time, it was about a year since I'd been like talking to the BuildWit team. And then like the podcasting thing sort of came out of nowhere. And I think between my first conversation with you and when I started doing it full time, it's been like four days. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, I never would have considered what I'm doing now is like something that was possible and available. And yet I, it wouldn't have been an option unless I'd been a web developer for a year at BuildWit. And no. I was like, oh, wait, shit, this is, this is a great fit. This is leverages all these things that, you know, and I, so I, I think that my experience in that way, I think is going to be more and more available to everyone that is part of the build with team just because of the way we're growing because of these, like you said, um, there was a month between Dan saying, Hey, wouldn't it be cool if we had like a train, a place or way to train people and leaders to now where that project is. We haven't even launched it yet. And it's still really, really exciting. Yeah. But it's, it's actually like, coming knows, together. Yeah, it's, it's like, crazy. who knows what, what else is, is available. And it, I think it's changing my perspective on like, what can I think of that would, um, gr- enhance the mission, um, help the, the company grow, help our people grow, help um, anybody in the dirt world like find value from that, that I just I don't think I ever would have thought about those sorts of things prior to the, the way we talk about what we're doing. Yeah. And I, I tell people too, it's like, oh, you want to go start a business? Well, hey, if there's a, a, a potential business that we could go create as BuildWit that makes the dirt world a better place, do it here. Let's talk. Yeah. Let's let's talk about it here. Let's just. Why don't we just get you the capital and the resources you need without having to beat your head against the wall for ten years to build something? Like let's just build it together. I. Why not? You already have the creative business to go bring it to market. You already have the customers. You already have the brand. Why? This is this is amazing. 
Um, another good example is, you know, someone like, uh, like Lori, you know, she came in to help us manage relationships with partners. Now she's the president of the, the, the first business we ever put together and still the, the star of the show mm -hmm. from, especially from a, a dollar's perspective, you know, she's president of, of Build Creative now. She wasn't, that was not in our heads. Uh, that was not an option. I was going to be leading that company. Yeah. Dan was going to be leading that company. No, not, we're not, we don't need someone to lead that company. And yet a few months down the road, there she is now, less than a year, she'll be president of that entire company. You can't find that opportunity anywhere else. But that said, opportunities are earned and we're not just handing them out. So if you want something, you need to go and, and aggressively pursue it and go take it because we're not just going to come and, oh, you know, we, we, we really do try to care and we really do try to get everybody to where they want to go. But at the same time, it's a, you need two to tango. You need, you need 50, 50 split. So as a business, we're going to give, we're going to give it our absolute best shot to give everybody our 50%. And then we expect 50% return. And if you don't, if you don't want to grow and you want to just become the absolute best at whatever your craft is, fuck yeah, Total let's option. do it. Total option. If you want to go build an entire company from scratch, that's a total option. I, there's, there's nothing that's, that's off the table. So you don't have to be growing, you know, to a different career. You don't have to be bouncing around. You don't have to be going to work for all the different build with companies if you don't want to. Uh, but if you do, the opportunities are certainly here. So, that's where we're going, Mr. Benjamin. Hell yeah. Of course, Benjamin came on. He was already a president of Bill with Jobs, but... Yeah, yeah. He's gunning for my job. Yeah, he's, he, that's really the only, only place he can go at this point. He's coming for me. So hopefully that provides some color, context for where we're headed and what the opportunity is on a very big picture scale. Well, yeah, I mean, I think the 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 broad answer to that to me is... There's what we're building is like an infrastructure for all of these ideas or dreams or whatever. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's like you're saying you could, if you, instead of going and off and starting your own business, like start it within BuildWit because we have all these other pieces. Like that, that is an infrastructure that is not available other places in other ways, which is really cool. Well, that is, uh, our first two questions on our very first um, internal podcast Q&A. We did cool. it. These will be weekly from now on, like we said. Um, and if you have questions at any time, feel free to write Alex. Just write me. Write me a letter. Hit me up on Slack. Letter. Send me an email. Um, yeah, certainly will not share um, who it's from. If you, if you don't want me to, that's totally cool. Um, but just looking forward to um, getting to know what my team is thinking about that I have not considered, as well as um, finding out what those answers are. So very cool. Yeah, and this is like I said, this is just an extension of our um, our value transparency wins. I want this to be extraordinarily valuable to everybody. Extraordinarily transparent. Nothing's off the table. There's not a single thing I think you could ask me that I would be offended by at this point. We'll see. Aaron, how do you feel about being well below average height for a fully grown male human? Well, let me tell you. I mean, I could, I could say it's a bummer online dating. 
my legs are twice as long as yours. You still run a faster mile than me pretty consi- considerably. So yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, there every, we go. Everybody has their strengths and weaknesses. I mean, I could definitely dunk on you. So you know, if, different sports. You have that over me. <laughs> yeah, you can reach the top shelf. That's <laughs> all top shelves. I can reach. Okay, everybody. Cool. Well, thanks for listening. And we'll see you next week. Same time. Same place. Kind of. Whenever you want to listen to it. Exactly. Bye.